Hey guys, welcome to episode 6 for Zap Knight. Today we are reviewing Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm your co-host, Kaylee. Pokemon Red and Blue. This goes back childhood <laughs> days. This is... I I don't know if it was my first game. You know what? It was my first game that I think I ever actually own owned. Really? Like, um, well, we used to play it on your Game Boy. And eventually, Dad went out and bought me a Game Boy. I got my own and we had two separate games by that point. Yeah, sure. So that was my first actual... It's probably my first system that I actually owned myself. I have lots of memories of playing this game and actually I used to play it outside with a couple friends from the neighborhood and when we would play it we used to sit outside of my friend's uh, like house so like on his porch and the weather when we played was like very specific. So when the weather is that same temperature outside, I have this feeling of <laughs> I need to go play Pokemon. The weather is perfect for playing Pokemon. That's but funny. it's fun. Good stuff. So this game originally came out in February 1996 in Japan. But then it got re-released in North America in 1998. And it was developed by Game Freak. So Game Freak is pretty Freaky. well known now for doing the Pokemon series. At the time, they were just a little team of, like, yeah. I think eight people or ten people or something like you that. You actually see them in the game. Yeah, you can see them in the game. And they and do I, that I think quite a bit, cool. yeah. I think they do it in every game. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's one of those guys, actually, he gives you the certificate when you collect all the Pokemon. <laughs> so after you collect all the Pokemon, he gives you the certificate saying, you've completed the Pokedex. It's kind of fun. I didn't do that in this game, by the way. My Pokemon count was, I think, what, 72? 72, 73. Mine was only, like, 51. I only wanted the XP share, and it wasn't very good. Yeah. You had to sit there for an hour. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just put this back in my box. Yeah, and my box got full. Yeah, mine did too, uh, and I had to keep throwing stuff away. I just kept the TMs, because I didn't ever use TMs. I just well, left them I, in the... Well, I... That was... Which we can get into later. I didn't like that you couldn't figure out what they were until you went to use them. So you couldn't even see what they were in the yeah, box. Yeah, that's true. So I didn't want to just that's what throw I like them away. Alright, so anyway, <laughs> back to our, our basics for the, the game. It was originally known as Pocket Monsters in Japan. I think most people know that. Uh, in Japan, they released it as red and green versions, and then later they released uh, a Pokemon Blue, and the blue version in Japan was what we got for red and blue, uh, where their Pokemon Green and Pokemon Red version in Japan that was released in 96, those were like super glitchy and just didn't play all that well. Which is funny because this game still This game is. <laughs> is still pretty glitchy. Yeah, that's true. The games really got better over the years and then they released the Pokemon Yellow version which follows the anime a little bit better. But what we got was Pokemon Red and Blue and that's what we're reviewing is Red and Blue. I actually am playing the... One of our original... I think... Are you playing your original No, I never did pop it in. I don't know. I just never looked oh. for it. I should see if the battery even still works. Yeah, that's true. I had to replace one of my batteries. Um, I, I have a huge, misty, holographic sticker on the back of mine. <laughs> <laughs> in 19, or, uh, 2004, the Gen 1, so Red and Blue, was remade for the Game Boy Advance called Fire Red and Leaf Green. And those were just remakes. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of they're they're on par with uh, Ruby and Sapphire as far as... Well, after Gen 2, 
they completely redid their mm-hmm. battle system and structure. So in order for uh, the old Pokemon to be in the newer generations of the games, they had to remake them. And with that, obviously, they had to remake, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue. And those Pokemon can actually transfer all the way up to the most recent yep. gen, where Gold and Silver and Red, the original yeah. Red and Blue can't. So a- anything after Gen three, you're you're clear to transfer them all the way up to the current generation <laughs> if you're if you're good enough. I've actually done that because I have all the s- games and all the systems and multiple systems to transfer them back and forth. And yeah, I have quite a few Pokemon that I've yeah. done that. <laughs> anyway, the game takes place in the region called Kanto, Kanto. and uh, Kanto. you are this eleven year old boy. <laughs> which most seem safe. I, I think they get older as the generations go on, but um, you are, you, when you venture out into the tall grass, you get stopped by professor Oak who yells at you and tells you, you can't go into the tall grass cause it's not safe. And then proceeds to give you a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, kids. So you go in and uh, you go to the professor's lab and he introduces you to your rival, his grandson, which, in my game, I named Knight, but I still called him Gary. Yeah, I named mine Gary. <laughs> What's funny is, is that Yellow cl- follows the anime pretty closely, but it looks like Gary. He actually yeah, looks like it Gary. it does look like Gary. The professor, the only thing he actually tasks you with is to complete the Pokedex. So the whole Elite Four thing, while it is technically the end of the game because there's no more story progression. Yeah, I guess they didn't technically really address it. Yeah, I mean, the only task that you're given is to collect all Pokemon. So if you don't do that, you don't complete the game, technically. But, uh, yeah, we still stopped after we beat the Elite Four and got the the end screen. Yeah. You're given a choice between three different Pokemon, and in my game, I picked uh, Squirtle. I chose Charmander. I really wanted to choose Bulbasaur because I had, like... I had, like, a change of heart. Like, he ended up being, like, my more favorite of the three after a while. But I, for my childhood's sake, I went with Charmander this time. And I like Charizard. I like Bulbasaur. I just, the Bulbasaur and Ivysaur are the only ones I hated. I hate Bulbasaur. He looks so dumb. I know. He just he looks, looks like stupid. he's got huge pimples on his... Yeah, and the huge <laughs> flower. I don't know, he just looks stupid to me. But we digress. Right. <laughs> uh, along your journey, you encounter Team Rocket who is basically this evil group who's trying to They're steal, trying to steal Pokemon, Pokemon and gain and money all these different and take over the world. They're the Poke Mafia. They are. That's true. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> well, I guess Giovanni. He yeah. should be a dead giveaway. Which, by the way, Giovanni looks just like Dracula to me. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> he looks just like some mob boss guy. Yeah. Well, I just mean the like overworld sprite. It's um, like little sprite. Oh, he looks yeah. Just like he does look like Dracula. Dracula. Along your adventures, along with Team Rocket, you also encounter the different Pokemon gyms. And the gyms help you progress in the game. So, you know, in order to find the next town or in order to get be able to use surf or fly which are different moves that you can use in the world you have to be able to earn gym badges and uh, you really can't progress without doing that um after you collect all eight gyms and their gym badges you 
can go off to fight the Elite Four. Yep. And after you fight the Elite Four, your game is pretty much done, unless you're trying to catch all the Pokemon. Catch them all, which really is what they want you to do for maximum playtime. Right, and you know, honestly, from a marketing point of view, the catch them all catchphrase is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's been so drilled into me that all I want to do is catch them all. Gotta Still, them all, all I want to do is catch them all. I haven't completed the Pokedex yet for X and Y, but I really, really want to. Well, you know, too, besides that, it's it's an easy it's an easy long task that just about anyone can really. It just takes a lot of which as a kid, you know, you have that time to be Catching them all. Right. Uh, so for a story, I really like that there is some story, even though for an old Game Boy game, there really isn't much. that, And I don't really expect a whole lot. It does its job. It, it gives you reason to continue moving through the ga- game and actually catching all the Pokemon yeah. and fighting Team <clears throat> Rocket. There's a story in that. And there's a lot of awesome fan theories out there, too. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, even Giovanni. There was something, I don't know if Game Theory did an episode on this or not, but uh, one of the theories is that Giovanni, he is actually not as bad as he sounds like he is. He's trying to steal the Master Ball so he can recapture Mewtwo because Mewtwo is wreaking havoc. You know, I don't know. There's there's a pretty awesome, look it up. I'm sure you guys yeah. can figure it out <laughs> out there. But it's, it's a pretty cool little storyline. Uh, also, I don't really know if we can call this an RPG. I definitely categorize it as an RPG, but it's I mean, not but, really. But it kind of is because it's technically your adventure. You choose your Pokemon. You choose which gyms to kind of go to. I mean, you don't have to hit... Like usually you have to you have to hit like a certain events to be able to go to different towns and stuff. But I mean like there was a couple other I don't know, I feel like it's an RPG. It's you're playing that role. It's your team. I don't know. I I felt like too that you kinda already addressed them, but you know, they had the side stories like the Mew and the Mewtwo, like you have a the lab that has all these uh where they Journals. like yeah journal, journal entries, entries and you know all that and they explain Mewtwo and Mew and I then- did like that. What I thought was weird though is in one of the journal entries they're talking about finding a Pokemon in South Africa. Yeah, I thought and that I was, was like, kind of funny why too. Why are you referencing a real but world you know, location? I, th- I think they actually say that same thing in the movie, don't they? They might. I don't remember. I haven't watched the movie in a long time. That would be fun to do. We <laughs> yeah, should do that we should do that sometime. But, um, I mean, not just Mew and Mewtwo, though. I mean, you've got... I mean, Team Rocket kind of has their own little story, too. And I guess this is also kind of Team Rocket, but, like, the whole, like, Lavender Town, like, with the uh, the Cubone and the Yeah, there, the there are a handful of little sub-stories throughout the game, throughout your Pokemon adventure. I mean, there really isn't... Does it really need a story? It's pretty straightforward. You're either collecting all the Pokemon no, or being the Elite Four. No, not by a long shot. It doesn't need a story at all. But the fact that there is a story, that's a positive to me. You know, I yeah. mean, it, I, I suppose... When you're comparing it to, like, Final Fantasy 1, there's more story in this game than there is in Final Fantasy 1, to be honest. <laughs> to be 100% honest, there's way more storyline in this. Well, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I, I thought about giving it just kind of a neutral, but I thought because it's a small small group of people, I mean, I I thought it was Yeah, I gave 10. it a 5 out of 10. 
I really feel like that they could do more. And as you see, as the Pokemon games progress, they definitely dive way deeper into a storyline. And I really, really like that aspect of the game. And and X and Y, which is the current gen in air quotes, only because the next generation is coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah. But X and Y really had an awesome storyline. I really, really enjoyed the storyline. Really? Actually, I wasn't crazy about it. I actually it. played it again just did to you enjoy really? the storyline. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I have to say my favorite storyline of all of them that I have played is probably Gold and Silver. Yeah, I like Gold and Silver yeah. too. Yeah. So anyway, back to <laughs> Pokemon Red and Blue. The graphics, I liked all the detail for each individual monster. Well... For the most part. Well, they the, were kind of... Some of them were pretty kind of crazy. Bad. But, I mean, the fact that they put all that effort into all these different sprites, not just the front-facing sprites, but the back-facing sprites, too, I thought was... There's so much effort put into that. I would agree, but then, like, some of those overworld sprites were kind of, like, bleh. Like, there's a just random NPC characters that walk around. It looks like that their arms are like wings or something. And I I hate the menu sprites of your different Pokemon. Oh, yeah, I don't like them either. They don't represent like, your like, Pokemon at well, all. Well, like, the bugs, they look so dumb. They just look... Well, like, Gyarados is just a little snake. And he's so <laughs> not a little snake. <laughs> so sometimes the Pokemon, if you're looking at them from the front, like if you were battling them, they look amazing. You get them and, and you're facing you. You were battling with them and they look so stupid. Like Charmeleon. Charmeleon, yeah, Charmeleon is, is like the worst. Arbok. I used Arbok for a little bit and that was pretty. His front looked really cool, but his back looked kind of weird. And, yeah, and that's sad too when you when you. When you see a Pokemon in the wild, you catch it because it looks right. awesome, and, and you then you that. fight it, and it's like, ugh, never but mind. But on the flip side, I feel the opposite about Pikachu. Agreed. Like we were yeah, Pikachu. Pikachu looks so cute, and you could, you know, pinch his little cheeks, and then he, I mean, he didn't look bad. Pikachu really didn't look that bad, but I liked him so much more from the angle that I was fighting with. Yeah, than... the front, the front view of Pikachu is pretty bad. He just looks like an obnoxious teenager that you just want to go and slap. Kind of does. <laughs> I mean, graphics. The biggest complaint that I had about the graphics, uh, and it's not really it, the game's fault, it, it was fairly new in the Game Boy Color series, but for being a Game Boy Color game, it had no color. Oh yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> now, some of the updates that you can kind of tap into from playing the game, like in the um, Nintendo 64 version, well, when you plug your game into the Nintendo 64 to play, like, Pokemon Stadium, you can play the game on there, and you get a bit of color in that. splash. And you can also get that in the Super Game Boy, and you can get that in Game Boy Advance adapter, and the Game Boy Advance in general. You can add that color to it. And it's fun. It looks okay. But it's still, when you played it on, you know, the Game Boy color, it, you just don't have any of that color in I there. I, f- I just feel like that they they put so much intention into one spot and then they're just like meh just just wing it like the uh I don't even know what you want to call them. Like, if they're blocking you from going forward from the map, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like, they're little, like, cylinder yeah. things that they have yeah. lining I, the little it's barrels. Just, it's just kind of like... It's, I don't know. It's just I see what weird. You mean. 
But, and you know, this kind of falls under gameplay maybe, but there is a couple places where you can exit your dungeon, like the power plant, and even Victory Road, where you kind of go off screen, like to the left or right, to leave the dungeon, and it's just, you just see these weird patches on the floor, oh, and that's yeah. how you exit. I noticed that too. And I don't think, I think me now, I remember actually as a kid trying to leave the power plant, like I couldn't figure it out till later, maybe it was Victory Road, I don't remember which one, but well, I remember having issues. Because yeah. because you didn't know that you gotta step on those tiles. Because they don't even look like they don't look there's like an, exit. an exit there or anything. Like, it put an arrow or a, a sign, something. It was, I don't know. That's Do you have anything else for graphics that you wrote down? No. That's... You know, I was kind of sad about the end screen. I was kind of expecting something a little yeah, more that's... extravagant than the end. Or even something more than just the actual credits, because there really wasn't much. Well, there, you had, like, a shadow for, of a Pokemon, and that was it. For just a Game Boy game, I kind of get it. It, it, it. it at least had credits, to signify you're done <laughs> with the game, but it, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much there. Anything there. But, I don't know, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I gave it a 6 out of 10. It was okay. I, I just feel like it got lazy in spots. Like, I really appreciate the work they put into the sprites, but... You know, not that you can really compare this with anything, but, I mean, for it only being like a 5 to 10 man team... They did a really good job. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I mean, look, look at the you know the charm that it has on the world over now. I mean, even at the time in the early two thousands to the 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 late nineties, this game was huge. Everybody oh, yeah. had it. Everybody was playing it. Everybody was trading and collecting big, and fighting. Big deal. It was amazing. This is this is what we grew up on. It it really the is. big hype of it our really era. Is. What'd you think about for gameplay? I, I really enjoyed actually catching the Pokemon. I don't necessarily like fighting Pokemon. Yeah, and it, that was a big part of the game. That was just the main point of the game, is you are either... You're, you're fighting trainers constantly, or you're catching, fighting, catching Pokemon. They're really, right. Because there's no story. And I really... I enjoy catching Pokemon, and I like collecting them. But when it comes to fighting, I just, I don't get that into it. I'm not that strategic. I'm not that... You're not into the, uh... I'm definitely not the, a competitive battler. Yeah, that's... <laughs> the people that go, like, hardcore into the And there's training. a lot of strategy to it. And there's a lot of hidden components to the battle system that, you know, if you... That's not fun to me. <laughs> if you look into it, you can really figure it out and you can be amazing. But yeah, again, it's not... Sunny That's not fun, fun to, me. to me. I'm more of a collector. I like shiny Play hunting. The game, yeah. And, you know, I, I like doing that kind of stuff. Catching the Pokemon is a lot of fun, and I really like trading and the the whole evolution thing, trying to figure out which Pokemon, yeah. what you got to do to each Pokemon to level it up or to, um, to trade it evolve. sometimes, yeah. Like, yeah. Gas or uh, Haunter evolves into Gengar Gengar. by trading, and Alakazam you get by trading. Machoke. Machoke you get by trading. How'd you get your Alakazam? Oh, no, you didn't get an Alakazam. Yeah, no, I didn't do it. How did Gary get one? That's a good question. (laughs) I don't know. Who's he trading with? Uh, There are a lot of hidden items, and I I like finding that too, looking for all the little hidden items. Was there an item finder in this game? There was an item finder. Where was it? I never found it. Um, I think it's. I kind of rushed near the end of my game. I think it's on above one of the. One of the connecting. The connecting little rest stops, I guess. It's it's above one of those things. You just gotta gotta look. 
Um, well, you, you know, the nice thing about this, though, is you kind of can guess sometimes where there's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I actually found a lot of them just by, yeah, like, too. randomly checking a rock or... Speaking of finding stuff, did you remember to get the coins off the ground in the game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't Every even do the single whole game square. corner thing. Really? That's how I got my... I got a Dratini that way. You can get a Dratini in um, the Safari Zone. Can you really? Yep. I didn't know Super that. Super rod fishing. It, when I zone. looked for the area, so there wasn't any. It's in the very first... Are you sure it's not a Bluth exclusive thing? Well, maybe not. No, I don't think so. I'll have to try it. Well, but I'm, eh. I'm pretty sure it's just in the Safari Zone, <clears throat> the very first like area cool. that you walk in. Oh, well, it wasn't really hard to get the... No, it... I could have got that Scyther, dang it. <laughs> um, the Psychic type is way overpowered. Yeah. And, you know, they address that later in the games. They do. On. They give, what, the dark type uh, yeah. immunity to psychic. And I didn't have much of a problem doing it uh, fighting um, my other people, like the gym leaders and stuff. It was tough. But the hardest part was fighting an Alakazam. Like, that was... Sabrina the was pretty tough. And, you know, I tried to counter it with, like putting them to sleep but the only person who could put them to sleep in my party was a butterfree and even throwing psychic back at them was not very effective i think the most effective way that i got rid of them was using a high level thunder i think all i could do was i had my cadabra who was doing um psychic and my best chance of killing another abra or an alakazam was to use psychic and have it just be more powerful yeah. than his and usually when you're the computer's smart enough no. that when you're when you're up against the same type they use a move that may not be um ineffective to yours so like obviously alakazam sabrina's alakazam didn't want to use psychic on me because it wasn't very effective so instead they defaulted to recover well recover he would use Recover after every move. So you would do, like, Psychic, which would knock him down half health, and then he'd use Recover, which would knock it back up to full health. So it was like doing that until, like, I yeah. eventually just got lucky. Speaking of the computer, though, which drove me nuts, which is shouldn't be a big deal because it worked in my favor, but they would do moves like uh, Roar in a Pokemon battle. And Roar only works if you're fighting yeah, and you are I, running. I know. Roar and like... They use that on the... In the very last... When I'm fighting Gary, he's, his Arcanine uses Roar. Yeah, mine Why? Too. Like three or four different yeah, times. I know. I know. When I fought well, him Well, good thing too, he did that. He... I I think that it's just a random generator sort of thing. Probably. Like, it just randomly picks a move. It's just... But yeah, it but is But really, kind of I mean, why wouldn't you just take it out completely by the end? Like, seriously, of yeah, why, all... Why even, when you program Gary in there, why even have Roar as right. an option? That doesn't make well, any sense. Well, you know, if I think if you choose Bulbasaur, he doesn't have an Arcanine or something oh, like really? that. Huh. I didn't know that. You know what move really bothered me was Rap. Rap? Rap. Oh, W. Yeah, not, not like I rap, have My Arbok, my, 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 uh, the thing I did with my Arbok was I would poison my person, the person that I was then fighting, sit there and, use rap. and I would sit there and use rap, because they couldn't fight, and if I got in an attack first, it would matter, so it would rap, it would do a little bit of damage, and then it would do poison, so I was just doing consecutive hits. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, that <laughs> sounds awful. Uh, it would sit there forever, but... Early in the game, when my Pokemon weren't very high-leveled, I would use... Uh, when when they would use Rap on me, I would keep switching my Pokemon yeah. around until eventually they wouldn't use Rap. They would use, like, 
tail whip or something yeah. stupid. And it was like, yes, here's my chance, you psychic. <laughs> Curry, just do something. Something else. Yeah, I uh, I just would use rap back, so. Rap, I rapped right back at them. <laughs> I I did notice, too, something like uh, Rage, which is my Charizard learned Rage. And Rage, it attacks, and then after, I think after... If I remember correctly, every time you would land a hit, his speed and or power would increase. So then it would keep doing it. Only it would keep doing it. You're, that Pokemon would die. And unless it it gives you a chance to switch your Pokemon out if they die, the, the person's Pokemon dies. Yeah, if you set it up that way. But otherwise, it just off. keeps going. Wow. So you would never get a chance to do anything. You would have to wait till the Charizard dies. Or that uh, per, that you're done yes. fighting. Yes. So don't don't use that <laughs> against a Mewtwo. So and I mean Mewtwo will die. It's just uh, I don't know. It was a dumb. Uh, but I think they improved it later. Otherwise, uh, for gameplay, my one of my problems was uh, there was a lot of design bugs. I noticed at least for my game, and it could just be that my game needs cleaned or something. But every time I used fly or teleport or something like that, where the, my, my figure would like fly up in the air, the sprite would turn into like it. I described it as, um, PlayStation buttons. Like the, it was like a triangle and a B and an A. Really? And it was really weird. Like every mine time it would do that. that. And I really think it could have just been that yeah. mine needed cleaned or something. I did but. notice though mm. that, um, if, if, a Pokemon would get poisoned. Like the top hat, top part of my hat would kind of change, like the, the oh, color, yeah, I've seen and it would that just. Too. I was like, oh, someone must be getting poisoned or something, because it would just all of a sudden it would vibrate. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't like that either. When you were poisoned, like every like five steps, it would. Yeah, and I get it. They're trying to tell you, hey, you got to po- poison Pokemon, but there were times when. <clears throat> I didn't have any way of healing my Pokemon, and I'm just like, just die already! Yes, just kill I'm, yourself. You know what's funny is that when you get to the Pokemon Center, it's exactly one time you will get affected <clears throat> by the poison, and I would have a time or two where I would you'd be walking in the Pokemon, and they Pokemon would die, die right there yeah, in front of the Pokemon Center. Too. I was like, why? <laughs> why would you allow that? Why not have the Poke Center one, <laughs> one step last closer? Step, yeah. Um, so for gameplay, I gave it an 8. And I gave mine an 8, too. I thought it was, was, you know... For 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 the game, it was, it it functioned well. It definitely is, obviously, the highlight of the game to catch Pokemon and battle Pokemon. That's your goal. That's your... What you're doing. And I think that they did it really well. The only thing that they could really improve on, which they did, was the Pokeball. Yes. I know. (laughs) But, you know, I really think that the Pokeballs caught faster in this game, even though the percentage rate was a lot lower. And there would be be times when, especially fighting the legendaries, you would go and you would paralyze it, you could poison it, you could confuse it, and then you could get its its health all the way down to, like, one, and he would still not even get in the ball. On the brink of death. Yes, and he still wouldn't get in the Pokeball. And, oh, it just, I think I skipped out on Moltres. I put my, yeah, Moltres was hard, but I couldn't ever get Moltres to stay asleep. 
That was my hardest part. I didn't even bother. I had him paralyzed, and I had him with one HP, and he still went. Yeah, I ran out of Pokemon. He was really, really hard. And I'm just like, I got frustrated, and I'm like, no. Nope, I didn't it. even do. I didn't even go to Seafoam Island. I left it. It's probably why my guys were so bad when I was fighting the Elite Four. Oh, really? Yeah, I completely. Well, I was. I was a little crunched on time because uh, I had some stuff over the weekend, but it was yeah. Yeah, I mean. It, but that goes to show you though that there's. Extra, and even after you beat the Elite Four, there's extra, a little oh, bit yeah. extra content. Keep, you can keep doing stuff. I mean, there's a handful. You could completely skip the power plant. You can oh, yeah. S- there's um that spot where you get Mewtwo. That yeah. little island I, that's cave what I was thing. About. That you, can, you can go in there and get Mewtwo, and that's all optional. And the Pokemon in there are, like, ridiculously hard. <laughs> I think they're all, like, level in the 50s, at least. So, I mean, it's a good spot to level up. It's a good spot to evolve your Pokemon. So, you know, it's nice to have that sort of place there, but... What did you think about the Safari Zone? I enjoyed the Safari Zone. I like the different gameplay that that's mm-hmm. involved there. I didn't like the whole time limit thing. Yeah. I would have preferred some other method of time. I I understand why it's there because they don't want you to just do whatever you want to do in there indefinitely. But, you know, they want to give you some challenge to try and find surf, which is really the goal of Safari Zone. And the gold, well, yeah, the gold teeth. The gold teeth, which for me, I don't know if gold teeth is in a different spot every time, but for me, gold teeth was right next to the sign that said, if you ever find gold teeth, let me know or, or whatever. Like that. It was like right there. Like legitimately yeah, I, right I, there. Mine yeah, it was like a short distance away. Was, I, was it gold teeth or was it just false teeth? It was teeth? it was gold teeth. I was looked it? it up. It was gold teeth. At least in this game. I didn't look it up for fire red and leaf green, but in this for, game it's for gold some teeth. reason it's I always thought it was wood teeth as a kid. Wood teeth? Wood teeth. I know, that's such... I must have watched, like, a cartoon. Because that sounds like something I'd see in a cartoon of someone with wood teeth. <laughs> so, let's move on to music. Obviously, the music is extremely memorable. We do this all day. I, I really liked the, uh, like, the... The Elite Four. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. Let's just sing for everyone on this podcast. <laughs> I the, the music is very memorable. And we actually went to a Pokemon concert. Yeah, lucky you. And that was Symphony. a lot of fun. It was really neat. And I really only recognized the Gen 1 music. Yeah. Everything else was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's Pokemon music, it but that's like about Pokemon-ish. it. But... Uh, the first gen was very good, and I, you know, the Team Rocket theme is really cool, the Elite Four music is really cool, the battle theme is really cool, there's a lot of really neat music in it, it does get very repetitive in places, like, in, the caves drove me nuts. Yeah, I hate caves. And it's not even, it's not just the Zubat problem, which isn't so bad after you get through Mount Moon. But it's, there's battles like every five steps. I know. If that. I mean, there were times when the music wouldn't even, con- the music wouldn't actually even start more than maybe two notes in and I would get into a battle. That's, it's, that's how it is 
whenever it's just not grass. Even like in the power plant, it felt like it was just the encounter rate was just. And so... yeah, in grass, like in the forest, the Viridian forest. Yeah, you could go for I a was really long time. For Pikachu, and I'm walking around for like. A where long are the time. Pokemon? Yeah, where are they? Am I gonna find anything? But um, I gave it just a five out of ten. I, I probably should have given it more, but I didn't want my my love of this game to influence <laughs> a whole lot. And when you step back and look at it, it's it's just a Game Boy game. And the music, while it's really really good, it's definitely geared towards kids. And I kind of noticed that. Uh, there are a few a few songs in there that are really cool and kind of deep and mysterious, and they get better as the games progress. But I think this first game was definitely geared towards kids. You can feel it in all the music. You can feel it in like you walk into the Poké Center, and it's like ah, you know, I I love this music because it brings me back to my childhood. But as an adult playing it, it's like this is kids' music. I give it a six out of ten, and. I feel the same way, but I feel like they had a lot of music for a lot of different things. And I really liked the music at the very, very end because it felt more like this is a big deal when you're fighting yeah, a rival. That's true. And, yeah. And I love the rival music. Yeah. That was it was so different. I'm obviously the very last yeah. rival when you when you're fighting him as the Pokemon champion. I just I feel like that they really put a lot of, I mean, all considering they put a lot of work into the music, and I, I gave it just a little extra push there. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed it, but it, it definitely could have been better. There was a lot of area that oh, if yeah. they just spent a little more time on, it could have been a little bit and more. Honestly, the jump between Pokemon Red and Blue to Pokemon Gold and Silver, Silver, it was a huge. Oh jump. yeah, absolutely, it was a huge jump. So I mean, I. I don't know. I think for its time, I mean, I was a really little kid. I mean, this was... I was seven when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Been a long time. <laughs> well, and that was just when it came out. I mean, I didn't play it the... Well, well it, maybe I played it the year it came out, but probably well, not. Well, it came out in 95 or 6. I was... No, it came out in 98. Well, I mean, originally it was made in 96. Right. So, I mean... For us, it came out in 98. And um, I don't think I probably played it until maybe 99, so... I don't know. I liked this game. <laughs> e even, you know, I if I was to recommend it to anyone, I would recommend the newer version. But I mean, for me, I enjoyed playing just the regular. It was not... It wasn't a big chore to play this game, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with... If, yeah. if you're gonna tell someone to play this game... You're not going to tell them to play Red and Blue. You're going to tell them to play the most recent version of the game. Yeah. Well, Only if you want to, I mean, you got you got all the bonus features of playing the newest versions, like the the events, and you know, being able to catch some of the previous Pokemon along with the brand new stuff. But there's no other reason to play Red and Blue other than the nostalgia value. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to catch the Pokemon in there. You can't transfer them up. You know, I, I played through Emerald just to catch the Pokemon to transfer them up. <laughs> like, no other reason to play through Emerald than to, to do that for me anyway. And, you know, you, if you're going to play Red and Blue or Gold and Silver for the original games, there's no other reason to do that other than you're playing it to play it. You know, you can't do anything with those Pokemon. You know, if you <laughs> play Gold and Silver and you catch a Golden Pidgey, you can't do anything with that, you know? 
broke, shiny Pidgey. Broke my heart. I know. You can tell the story. I don't, they don't know on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So when I was a little kid, shinies were just new in gold and silver. The first gold and silver, obviously. And before you get to the next town to buy any Pokeballs, you, you go through a patch of grass with your new Pokemon. Well, I happened to stumble upon a golden Pidgey. No poke, no no Pokeballs, no nothing. And so I had to either run away or what I originally did, I just shut the game off and walked away. <laughs> oh, no. I thought I thought you killed it. No. So you just you just no, turned the game I just off like I the game off. off. I was like <sighs> I'm just going to turn this off and set it on the I table. Was, and walk you know, away. I don't think I picked it up for like a while after that either. It was it was really depressing. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Broke my heart. <laughs> my first official shiny was a shiny um Puchiana. Oh, really? Yeah. Puchiana? Puchiana that's cool. was my first official shiny. I caught it when Gold and Silver first came out. I like Game Shark the crap out of the game i just whatever i could do to beat my friends when they released we're getting off track but when they released the uh the radar tracking and was it i believe it was diamond and pearl um you could you could link up to pokemon over and over in a row Mm -hmm. and if you got around to 40 ish you would start seeing shinies well, I had actually, not that Venomoth is the most amazing Pokemon, but I actually had chained uh, 40 Venomoths. And if I had kept going, I would have found a shiny one, but I didn't keep going because I had no idea at the time. Because I was just fighting Pokemon yeah. in that at that time, and I just could not believe when I found out later. I was like, I could have had a sh- my first shiny right then and there. <laughs> I think my first official shiny, though, was... Uh, was in the new one of the newest games when you could fish shinies. Yeah, my first shiny was the Puchiana, and I was just I knew the it, and it was in, in X and Y, but I knew that you could use the um, Ditto uh, yeah hatching egg hatching yeah. method, and so when I first got the game, I went and got myself a Japanese Ditto, and I threw him in the daycare right away. <laughs> so any egg hatching that I did, and I was trying to catch all the Pokemon. I still am working on that. But um, I was trying to catch, uh, or I had the next Mightyena, Mightyena and I wanted yeah. a Poochyena, and um, it just happened to be a shiny. And, you know, there That's was no crazy. rhyme or reason to it. It just it happened to be a shiny. So that my, was that was pretty fun. What's your favorite shiny you have all together? Uh, my favorite shiny is definitely my shiny Charizard. Yeah, He's that's awesome. pretty awesome. Sh- He's so pretty cool. Smooth. I, I I I hatch like some thousand Charmanders to get that thing. I don't know if my favorite is. I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm gonna butcher the Relicanth. I think the, what is the, it? The, the the big stonefish. Oh yeah. Or yeah. the uh, my Politoed. I was pretty oh, proud right. of my Politoed. Cool. He's pretty cool. So anyway, back to red and blue. That's what what we're of, actually revealing. We're at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> um, so overall, we kind of touch base on this. It's it's a great game. It's not something that you would necessarily refer a friend to unless they want to play the original. But I'm guessing though, if if you're if you're listening to this, you have some idea about Red and Blue. Well, I, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Everything that we've gone over, everybody's like, Yeah, yeah, I know this. We don't know everything about Red and Blue. It's just, this is our experience of playing. You know, I have to say, though, I went to the grocery store the other day, and there was a kid with a Game Boy Color and playing Pokemon. 
walking around what was in the he store. Playing? Which one? I think it was red. Aw, that kid's just, dad must have played Pokemon. It blew my mind seeing this little kid with his nose buried inside of a Aww. Game Boy instead of a, <laughs> a phone or a yeah. tablet or something. It was it was That's so cool. That's the next step. So overall, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I gave mine an 8 out of 10. I Overall, everything really plays well together, and I just thought it deserved a fairly good score. So yeah, that's why I gave it a 9. Yeah, go Pokemon. So it just so happens that both of our totals are 34, (laughs) which is a total, total, a super total of 68. And that's a D plus. I think it deserves it. I mean, again, it's a good game, but there was a lot of times that I was cursing this game and just kind of fed up with it and ready I to I definitely be think that the next game would definitely warrant for a better grade, though, just by how much they improved from... Oh, yeah, you mean... It's a huge ex- jump, or, um, Gold and Silver. Gold and Silver. So, but, you know, I think for them it was a good learning curve. You know, they really improved on this. So. Oh, yeah, and I like what they're... Really, all their progressions. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see where they take this base of a game, which is essentially red and blue and it's red and blue all the way through you can see the base the base game all the way through all these generations of pokemon games and they just added on top of it and improved it and made it better but it i mean when you really strip it down it's the same game i mean you're doing (laughs) the same thing catching pokemon trying to complete the pokedex beating the elite four which is somehow still the only the elite fighting evil by moonlight yeah i mean you're still fighting Fighting team whatever it is in the, that game. Sailor Red. I'm not doing the Sailor Scout thing. What is, uh, <laughs> what's the one in, what is the team in um, Gold and Silver? What's the evil It's group? still Team Rocket. Oh, and then it? you go to Magma and Aqua. Yeah. And then you've got either Galactic or uh, plasma, plasma or Dr. Plasma. <laughs> I don't know. It I didn't I I wish that we would have stuck with Team Rocket. Yeah, I, I think it would have been easier to stick with Team Rocket, but How whatever. many evil organizations are out there that are wearing these bad of uniforms? <laughs> Way I mean, too Team many. Rocket's uniforms really weren't that no, bad. No, they were pretty straightforward, black with like white gloves yeah. or white undershirts or something. But yeah, no, it was pretty straightforward. I liked the black and red. I thought that was really cool. And like just the later one, yeah. I liked Team Aqua. Their outfits were yeah, kind of they're okay. So anyway, good game. Good game. Play it if you. We can check it off our list of games to play. <laughs> I've been wanting to play a Pokemon game, and actually, when um, Pokemon Golden or um, Golden Silver, no, <laughs> Pokemon Sun, Sun and Moon, Mood. they'll be coming out in a couple weeks, and we're gonna start playing that, and we'll review it after the first of the year we'll give it a couple <laughs> weeks or a couple months to play but uh we'll definitely be playing that and reviewing it Yay! for you guys an actual up-to-date game i know i know everything's <laughs> been like old games so uh we've had to get into the groove yeah we need to step it up a little bit step up our game so uh instead of doing a thrift shop game this time we decided to plug in our nintendo 64 and play some pokemon stadium and and how did that go? That didn't go so well. <laughs> Again. Again. Because we can't seem to get the thrift shop game down. So, what happened this time, Danny? <laughs> so, this time we plugged it all in, got it all up and running. What it, Danny showed us how to get a Mew without cheating, well, technically. 
to to be able to glitch your way through a mew, you can you can do it as long as you have one one very special Pokemon trainer that you can't fight. And I described it so well in that thing. It you sounded saved, great. You avoided fighting those trainers. I know. This mo- and I did how it many, flawlessly how many the third hours, time. How many hours were in your game? Do you know? No, I didn't look at that. I, I can't believe I didn't look at somewhere. that. Mine was like 32 hours. I didn't even look. You I, had to have at least had 32 hours into the game. I want to know now. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to grab my DS. Or my game. Please hold it. Intermission. Yeah. Intermission. So anyway, anyway, uh, we did all this, and um, yeah, I had my microphone <laughs> on mute the entire time. <laughs> and someone in the chat goes, um, um but didn't, didn't elaborate. <laughs> didn't give us a heads up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We could have stopped. We could have done it over again. 23 hours and 51 what? minutes. So almost 24 Man, hours of you gameplay. you flew through that. I did. You know what, though? I wasted a lot of time catching a whole bunch of Growliths to find, like, the perfect stats. Really? And then I didn't even evolve them to an Arcanine. Oh, poor Growlithe. Yeah, yeah, you I, killed him in the stadium. Not that you'll be able to hear it. Well, you can still watch it. Well, I'll leave it up. It'll be on YouTube here in a... Uh, it should be on YouTube by the time you're listening to this, but um, it's ah, it's so <laughs> sad that I, I and you know I was gonna play it again and I, we were gonna go through the whole thing over again, except I realized that I saved my game after I got Mew, and uh, there's no point now because I can't show everybody how to get, how Mew. To get Mew. So if you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. Jump on YouTube. You kind of mess up that I, those first few times. Yeah, there's the first couple times I kind of screw it up, but you can watch it and see what kind. Of, you can get an, an idea. There's a ton of stuff on there. Google it. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff online. That's all you got to do is just look it up online. A lot of people say you have to fly away from a very specific trainer. No, you don't have to. As long as you fly away from any trainer. You can do this, but you have to fight that one specific trainer um, up by Bill's the house. The perfect stats. Yeah. So otherwise, Pokemon Stadium is a is kind of an adaptation of the Pokemon games. You can plug in your game into a special Nintendo sixty four cartridge, and Those the game cartridges were yeah they, they don't work very well anymore, but you can plug them in and they're supposed to read your Pokemon game, and you can. Uh, manipulate your Pokemon data in there. You can move Pokemon from boxes. You can store Pokemon on the game itself. And uh, it's crazy. you just kind of do all sorts of stuff on there. They did a lot of uh, the whole idea was, there. There was the whole idea was to do the whole 3D Pokemon yeah. fighting thing, which I haven't played the Pokan tournament, which I really, really want to because I like that idea of seeing the Pokemon fighting like in the anime. Mm. In the anime they have all these like cool like tactics that they can use like in my head I can see these things happening when my Pokemon uses fly. I can envision it flying around in the sky and you know (laughs) just barely dodging a sand attack from a Pidgey or whatever you know but you can't really see that in the games and I wish you could but you can kind of get a a dumbed down version of that from playing Pokemon Stadium and you know it's got a handful of mini games which we played in the the mini games we fought each other with our Elite Four teams you were player one and I was player two yep and I beat you 
pretty solidly. He didn't want to play again because he knew I'd whoop his butt. That's probably true. <laughs> Otherwise, Pokemon Stadium is a lot of fun. If you've got the original games, if you've got the whole setup, it, you probably already have it anyway. If you have a 64 still, everybody had Pokemon Stadium back in the day. It's true. Or Pokemon Stadium 2, which is essentially the exact same game, just <laughs> updated. Hey, I liked those mini games more. Yeah, I liked Pokemon Stadium 2's mini games a lot more. But Stadium 1, it wasn't too bad. Nah. And it was kind of fun to do like a tournament thing too. They had a little tournament. And it's it's a little more fun with more players. So if you have like four players, you can really get a party thing going on and yeah. play a little more heavily. Not that that's a whole lot of fun battling, because I think you can still only battle with two people, so I don't know. But yeah, Pokemon yeah. Stadium, fun stuff. Yay! Good game. Good stuff. So what are we going to play next? We're going to play Animal Crossing. Which one? We're going to play New Leaf for the 3DS. Beautiful. A little, we're updating a little bit more, a semi-newer game. Yeah, well that's a lot newer than a lot of the games we've played so far. So... My thing is, is I've already played this game to death, so I'm gonna be restarting on a new a new cartridge. I I could not I couldn't give up my town because I worked so hard on my town. My town is like in perfect mode right now. I've got all these flowers. I have blue 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 roses, gold roses. I mean, it's it's if, a little pathetic. When I'm was not the last lie. time you played it? It's been a while. They're probably all dead by now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite was stitches, so I'm hoping I'm gonna be doing some hardcore working in this town. I'm gonna have a beautiful town. What's fun about playing a 3DS game is that we can play together a little bit more. So it'll be a little more fun when we sit down and talk about you know being able to interact with each other. Yeah. It'll be a little more fun. So yeah, that'll be fun. So yeah, if you got a copy of uh of Animal Crossing New Leaf, New Leaf. we'll have to post our. Uh, our our dream world codes on yeah on zap lines yeah have people come look at our or if you want to exchange some friend codes i'll i'll yeah. take a couple friend codes just email us at or even drop it in facebook and yeah just let us know and we'll, we'll we friend you oh yeah <laughs> we'll we'll friend you on um on whatever our social media is up there just drop us a message and... yeah look us up on zapnight.com you can find just about everything that we got going on plus our email address if you would like to email us we have yet to get listener email though i don't think we have much for listeners yet <laughs> we have a few we have a few i i see a few of you out there thanks um so yeah thanks for listening and um we'll see you in the virtual animal crossing yeah world. come play animal crossing with us and uh um we'll be reviewing animal crossing december 1st so look up look out for that yay all right thanks again for listening guys and we will see you next month bye bye